0: All right, do it again, this time with a certain panache.
1: (laughs) I didn't have panache? Hello, it's Friday, March 11th, 2016. This is Episode 9 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. My name is Craig Stone. With me is Kyle Askin. Howdy. I uh, just want to say before we start out to join our Facebook group. Uh, if you search Do For A Win on Facebook, you can request to join. It's a closed group uh, so that you can freely talk about how you do AC without worrying about you know your coworkers and spouse, seeing what you yep, say right. about how much money you lose. Uh you can say whatever you want and it won't blow up your feed. Though,
0: so, you know, anyone who's also in the group will get to see everything you write.
1: Yeah, so we figured it's a good way to try to kind of build the community and and give people a place to talk about Atlantic City uh freely and openly. <laughs> I don't I don't know if if you're like me, you know, I feel I can't like a, I don't feel like I can go talk to my coworkers about how much money I lost. So um, come join us on Facebook and, and feel free to do that there. Again, that's do for a win on Facebook. If you search for it, you should find it and just request to join. So I want to start by following up on the last episode, which is our trip report. And Kyle, now that you've had more time to think about it, which have you changed your mind at all about which casino you really want to spend time at? I know we talked about resorts. We talked about Caesars, Bally's, Wild Wild West Complex. Like, where are you at? Where do you want to be right now if you were in Atlantic City?
0: Where do I want to be right now? Um, that's a pretty good question. I mean, honestly, I'd take any casino, <laughs> but uh, probably not the trop. I think that, that we both agreed last time that that was probably our, our least favorite casino of the three that we really spent a lot of time at, if you count Caesars and Valleys as sort of one mega casino, which I do. Um, but I mean, I enjoyed my resorts time. Probably, I'd still slightly prefer my home base to be sort of the Caesar's Valleys. Yeah, what are you
1: thinking? I I'm with you on that, and I really enjoyed resorts, and I definitely have thought about resorts more because it was different, and I'm excited to go back and check it out and see if I can replicate that feeling, if that makes any sense. Um, but when I think about where I'm going to be and where I'm going to spend most of my time, it's definitely still Caesar's Valleys. And one thing that I don't think we really said in the last episode, although maybe it came through just in our describing what we did and and what we liked, is that, you know, for all that we sort of shit on Caesar's leading up to that and said, okay, let's ditch Caesar's, let's look elsewhere, the trip really hammered home to me the things that Caesar's does well, which is... I mean, it's got the prime location, for one thing. It's got a lot of options just by virtue of having Caesars Valleys and Wild Wild West in the same sort of connected complex. Uh, it's got great restaurants at the pier at Caesars. It's got a ton of table games at Caesars. So that's a big thing also is you, you never have to worry about, you know, oh, are they going to have an open craps table? Uh, they've got a ton of video poker. They've got full-pay machines. And the drink service, which is something that I wouldn't have thought would be so high on my list. The drink service is just so convenient there when you can order from machine. If you're playing craps, the waitress was around all the time when we were playing craps. So, you know, I kind of said, I think a couple of episodes ago, that it checks all the boxes. And I don't know why I don't have more of a sort of fondness for it. I think when I went knowing that and keeping that in mind, I... I realize, like, no, I do really like this place. I really like Caesars. So, yeah, I kind of see that still as my home base and and resorts as a place to hop over to when you need a couple hours away from from those attached walkways and all that stuff.
0: Right. So um, I think that a lot of the reason that we don't have sort of the – a lot of the reason that we don't feel better about Caesars despite – us clearly thinking that there's a lot of benefits to playing there is just, A, I think we've been there quite a lot over the last, you know, I don't know, it's been like six or seven years since you started going, right? Six?
1: Yeah, six, I think.
0: So over the last six years since we started going uh, to the all three Caesar Casinos uh, in Atlantic City, all four if you count Showboat. Um, and also just, you know, they've had a lot of policy changes and stuff over the last... You know I don't know three or four years that have kind of rubbed us the wrong way though m g m is kind of taking the lead from Caesars of the most hated casino company <laughs> in America right now, but there was a time when it was really Caesars kind of pushing those kind of bad policies on to people yeah, but yeah it's a it's a, it's a very nice casino. it's super convenient. I like being on the boardwalk, which is probably something we can talk more about um so so do you does this does our last trip? Because I think the last several times that we went before this trip, we'd stayed in the marina for I don't know three or four trips in a row. At least I feel like I've stayed in the marina. Does this did this hammer home that you really do enjoy the boardwalk a lot more than the marina?
1: No, not really. Because I feel like I need them both in my life. If that makes sense, like I. I was kind of sad that I didn't spend any time at Hera's or Borgata because I like both of those casinos a lot. As far as the gambling, I think, is just really good at both of those casinos. You know, Harrah's more for, I think, machines and, and just the casino floor. And Borgata, well, I mean, Borgata's just fantastic all around. But <laughs> as far as the table games, the dealers are great. The other patrons are great. Um... <laughs> Which is, I mean, I really, I feel like such a dope saying that, but it really makes a huge difference when the other people there just aren't assholes. Um, so I do feel like, oh, you know, I, I wish I had spent some time at, at Borgata. I don't necessarily need to go to, like, Hera's every other trip, but, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I need to be on the boardwalk. That being said, I think if I went on a trip and never made it to the boardwalk, I would feel really weird about it. Whereas if I go on a trip and I don't make it to the marina, I'm like, oh, I would have liked to go to Borgata, but I'm not – I don't feel upset about it like I didn't sort of get the Atlantic City experience. Because if you never see the ocean, like if you never get on the boardwalk, those are quintessential Atlantic City things that you sort of left out. And tons of people do that if you look at just Borgata's revenue. I'm sure there are tons of people who go to Borgata and never leave the property, Uh, but I just can't really do that.
0: Right. So, I uh, I mean, I, I think, personally, I'll take umbrage uh, with something you said. Uh, I, You know I, I like Harrods a lot. I like the layout, I like all the, the food options, I enjoy being there. But I don't know if I'd call the gambling really great there. I, I actually don't think it's super good. Uh, I mean, they have plenty of tables, but I'm just like... I don't know, there's just something about the casino that the actual gambling in it isn't my favorite.
1: Is it the games themselves, or is it the fact that so many of the tables face this sort of weird wall that... Right, you're, like, looking at, like, this middle wall that's just... Yeah, and I can't, I I don't understand, I I mean, part of it... I think that might be a lot of it. Yeah, so part of it is that I think part of that is the bar, but then I think part of it's just offices or something. It's really well, weird. Well,
0: no, no, no. So, like, you know, where I spend a lot of time, like, part of it is, like, you're facing into the wall that's around, like, the high limit area at a oh, lot of tables. Oh, okay. I didn't
1: realize what that's Which what
0: is, is just w- weird. But it's just a wall.
1: Out. It's not like there's glass and you can see into it. No, it's just a wall. But, yeah, and it's dark and you're just staring into a wall. That's definitely true. But I don't really spend that much time at those tables. I tend to be... Yeah, you don't really play at the tables in Arizona a lot. But, uh, That's true.
0: And I do have to say, like, I, I mentioned in a past episode that it was the first time that I've ever been there, uh, the last time we went in uh, August, was it? Yep. Uh, they had tiles, which was a big plus. I was happy to see that they had tiles, which is something they hadn't had in the past. But uh, for me, yeah, Borgout is great. Borgout is my favorite place to gamble. And uh, all of Atlantic City, probably my favorite place to gamble in the country, honestly.
1: Wow, really? Even yeah, more than I mean, Hera's Las Vegas. Yes. That is a serious endorsement.
0: I mean I'd I'd rather be at Harrah's Las Vegas because then I'm in Vegas, which is cool. But uh That's a good point. The actual gambling, I think, is the best at Borgata.
1: Yeah, I think Borgata's way up there and they don't you know they don't need our <laughs> So here's
0: the Borgata. thing, right? Like it's is it nicer than aria or win or bellagio like no of course not but uh it's for what it is i mean it's like not only is borgata really nice but the limits aren't ridiculous either like they are at at the three places that i mentioned like for me like all the time in borgata there's like five and ten dollar blackjack
1: yeah and i think people assume that that's not true and i think i always did and then once you go and you spend some time there I mean, to be fair, we don't spend a lot of time there on, you know, Friday and Saturday nights. But when we're there Saturday during the day, afternoon, evening, we never have trouble finding totally reasonable limits. And, I, you know, I don't know if that's just because it's a huge casino and they've got a ton of tables and they can spread it out. But that was really, you know, I didn't go to Borgata for a long time. For a lot of trips from when I started going to Atlantic City, and then when I first went to Borgata, I don't think I played very much at all. And I kind of thought like, oh, this is where the richers play and, you know, I, I'm not really welcome here or whatever. And then once we finally went and started sitting down and playing at the tables and everything, I was like, no, this is for everybody. Like, this is just a great place. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that I had that perception. And I don't know if I'm just an idiot and nobody else does, but there's there's none of that there. It's not a pretentious place at all I don't feel like and you know it certainly has the reputation as the best sort of nicest most high roller casino in Atlantic City but you know if you're a guy who wants to play $10 blackjack or you know $20 I think 20 it's $20 tiles right it's not even $25 tiles yeah do the so, $1. so
0: I, right I was gonna say that like one of the big examples that I had of, of why you know maybe Borgata is more in, in my mind more player friendly is you know a couple of years ago in caesars and valleys or at least specifically in caesars i know we I played a lot of, of i spent a lot of time in the asian room at caesars kind of you know down at the end right next to the boardwalk and a couple of years ago they pulled all of the yellow chips and just got rid of them and made all those tables twenty five dollars which i'm sure is a good deal for them because they're making you know whatever, 25% more profit on that table by making a $25 table instead of a $20 table. But it's just annoying for the players, A, because I think, to me, the the yellow chips in the Asian areas are like a really, it's like a cool thing that's just in the Asian room and it's like unique and I really enjoy it. And of course, you know, the biggest thing is it makes paying commissions easy because it's just a dollar.
1: So what can you go into that? What did, I've never seen the yellow chip, and
0: and also three you have. It's it's at Borgata they have yellow chips. The yellow chips are twenty dollars chips. Okay, so 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 it used to be you know you'd, you'd pay in and you get five oh, yellow, right. chips. They are now, yellow chips, and now you know at 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 Caesars you pay in and you get four green chips instead. So and instead of paying a one dollar commission, you pay a dollar and a quarter. Yeah. So just for anybody, do you want to explain the commission for anybody who doesn't sure, pay a okay. lot of poker tiles? So, so Got tiles and piega poker. Essentially 50-50, that's not quite because the banker has certain advantages, like they win pushes, but it's almost exactly 50-50. So to make money, what the casino does is it takes a 5% uh, basically rake on all of your winnings. That's, you have to pay a 5% commission. So when you make a $20 bet and you win, you have to pay a dollar back to the casino. So basically you get $39 on a $20 bet instead of 40
1: yeah, so ignoring, let's not get into the fact that it took me about a year of playing at these tables to be able to do the math in my head. <laughs> Just a quarter for every $5. <laughs> a quarter for every, I, that took me it's, so It's not long. that hard. Uh, this is why I ended up with a print journalism degree, but anyways, uh, yeah, the 25 thing always struck me as weird and so unintuitive because counterintuitive, is that the word, uh, because the $20 is just so clean. Like, I don't need to bring quarters to the table. They don't need to give me quarters. And the fact that Borgata ha- has it all the time is such a nice... Like, it seems so meaningless, but it's so nice as a player to go and be like, I don't have to deal with quarters. It's $20 instead of 25 And when you buy in for 100 or $200, like, the difference between... This is four bets or eight bets versus five bets or ten bets. like that's a huge difference in my mind. I don't I don't know if you feel that way at all, but you know when I buy in typically at at a 20 dollar pie got table, I'm buying in for 200 bucks. And knowing that that's 10, ten bets, I think that's a that's a reasonable amount of bets. Eight bets, I'm feeling like, man, if I lose a few, i'm I'm out of here. I could be out of here pretty fast. I mean, typically that doesn't happen just because of how often you push, but the twenty dollars thing, even with even ignoring the dollar exchange, just feels better to me because I'm a low roller. Uh so I appreciate that at the Borgata also. And, you know, again, I can't harp on this enough, but for that twenty dollars you're getting really friendly dealers, nice pit bosses, and you know, Great cocktail service at, at Borg. It's never a problem there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great place to gamble.
0: So were you around back when they had the yellow chips also at Caesars? Because it wasn't that long ago.
1: No. Um, I don't think so. It's possible that when I first started playing Pygout Poker, they did. Because I right. played Pygout Poker the first trip I ever went. So that would have been you know early 2010.
0: Right, but you didn't, yeah.
1: And I don't think I would have – at that point, I don't think I would have been sitting down at a $25 table. So it must have been $20. <laughs> yep. Uh, so moving on, just because I think we have some listeners who are interested and because we did kind of go out of our way, right, to gamble at places and see what we would get from them in terms of comps. Uh, do you want to talk about how our total rewards offers have changed, if at all, and then what we've gotten from Tropin Resorts? Sure. So um, TR, let's start with that. Any changes at all?
0: So as far as I can tell by looking at my schedule, my my offers from TR are about exactly the same. Uh, do you do you have any different impressions?
1: No. I, I think I've gotten a few more comp, like $5 slot play and that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. But you said that you you said last episode that you believe that you probably gambled a bit more there than usual.
1: Yes, yeah, I think I did. So, um,
0: like for me it was probably like a very average trip for how much I gambled at, at TR properties. So, yeah, nothing's really changed.
1: Yeah, I said that it was one of my top tier credit trips. I don't think that's really true because I've definitely hit the that 500 tier credit bonus.
0: Right, where you get the email that says you got a 125 credit bonus or whatever.
1: Right. Um Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hit that either this
0: time, but I will, I'll hit that pretty frequently when I go. So, it just depends on how much video poker I play usually.
1: Yeah, and I didn't hit that, so I don't think it was really that abnormally high, but it was probably higher than normal. I think I'm getting more like $5 slot credits, but that's kind of meaningless. Like, five, and it's $5 on like, here's two dates that you can use. Like, you can come here April 8th or 15th and get $5 in slot play at Harris. Like, that's not really that enticing to get you to the casino. Right. So Tropicana I haven't I, gotten any offers. I haven't seen any. I haven't
0: gotten anything either. Have you logged in recently? I have not. Yeah,
1: I logged in today and I still don't have any offers. Nothing. So Right. I mean, we did get the one email saying $39 and whatever. Instead of 59. Sunday, but, I, I, but
0: I my speculation is that that's just the like the rack rate that everyone gets.
1: Yeah, and so that's signed up for their email club. I don't think we've gotten any offers from Drop. Right. And resorts took us until yesterday or today for the offers to kick in. And so I got a mailer yesterday and it felt like Christmas morning. I was really excited about this mailer because I was like, yes, I gambled at resorts and now I'm getting you know the fruits of my labor, if you will. Uh, not that gambling is hard work, but the funny thing is the mailer said, like, welcome to the star club or whatever, but I've been in it for years. (laughs) So yeah, I wonder if my membership has lapsed and, and they basically see me as a new, new member now. And so at resorts, I earned one tier credit and a dollar and 33 (laughs) cents in, in comps. And, and that sounds bad if you're used to total rewards, but one tier credit, um, at resorts is not insignificant because 50 tier credits moves you up a level.
0: Yeah, I'd say that one-tier credit at resorts is probably – it's not quite equivalent to one-tier credit at Borgata, but that's probably the closest comparison. It might be the equivalent of, like, two-tier credits at Borgata or something.
1: Right. So so Borgata does, what, comp dollars? They just use comp dollars as their metric, right?
0: Yes, comp dollars and tier credits are the same at at Borgata. So if you were at Borgata and you made a dollar or whatever, you would have gotten one-tier credit. Right. So – and 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 so for me, I got I also got one tier credit, but I got a little bit over three dollars in
1: in comp dollars. So my offer, so my mailer said, one free night, once during the period, which I think runs through June or something, Sunday through Thursday only, and twenty dollars match play, which the twenty dollars match play is not a bad perk. And even the Sunday through Thursday I was fine with, given the amount of play that we, that we did there, you know, basically a few hours in the afternoon. Um, but then I went on the website today, and the offer was different. It said it was Sunday through Friday, which is a huge difference. Like, the Friday night comp is, is much bigger than any of the Sunday-Thursday. Um, and it was available once a week as opposed to once during the entire period. So, definitely, if you're if you're getting mailers from resorts, log in or, or load up the e-access web access for your card and check the offers there because they might be different. You did not get a mailer because your address is wrong and.
0: In- yeah, so I, when I logged in today, my address is wrong, and I don't feel like calling them to fix it. So. I just will not be getting a mailer until the next time I go and get them to fix it in person.
1: But your offer was good, I thought.
0: Yeah, so my offer was two nights every week, any night of the week.
1: Yeah, seven days a week. My offer was also... So my mailer was one night, and my online offer was one or two nights.
0: Yeah, okay. So that's the same as me, but I got every night of the week. And you only got every night except Saturday.
1: Right, and the Saturday, to me, well... Maybe the Friday because we end up going on Friday a decent amount, but you know the Saturday is worth more than all the other nights combined. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Certainly, the Friday so, and Saturday is worth more than all the other nights combined. Uh,
0: so, from our small sample size, and like who knows, Trap might still be sending us offers or whatever. I'd say that Resorts is is far more generous than Caesar's and Trap. Yeah, I mean because we, I pay, I, I personally definitely played the least at Resorts out of the three the three places.
1: Absolutely, and what it reminded me of was Atlantic Club, which I went. Yep, which I mentioned in the previous episode. So, Atlantic Club, I played super low limits at Atlantic Club. I mean, they had like five dollar blackjack at Atlantic Club, and I would get mailers that would say the same thing: Sunday through Friday, one free night, um, you know, once a week. And I would use my Friday nights there. And I, every time, I, I think I did it twice, and both times I left thinking I did not gamble enough to get any comps at, at Atlantic Club anymore. And I'd still get the Sunday through Friday. So it's nice to see that they're being generous. It's a Mohegan Sun yep, casino so property. Yep. So, so is, I don't understand what that means. Does that mean Mohegan Sun runs the casino, or does it mean they – I mean they don't own resorts, right? Like is that –
0: I'm actually not sure. I think of of, actually uh, I'm quite certain that I know the least about resorts owners than any other casino in Atlanta city. I actually could talk about the other owners of, I think every single other casino at great length, but I don't really know a lot about who owns
1: resorts. So what I can find on a quick Google search (laughs) is that in 2012, they partnered with Mohegan Sun Mm -hmm. um, to take over the operations of The casino, and I don't know what that means as far as if that's just the casino floor or if it's basically if that includes the hotel and the offers that go to the hotel. So I'm wondering if part of Mohegan Sun being involved is that they feel like rewarding players is a way to get play, which here's a hint it is, (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so they are trying to do that to lure players in. And
0: Well so I I don't know about that. I mean so we talk about a lot about how Atlanta Club, which was the Hilton when I went, and then it was ACH, and then it was the Atlanta Club, you know, they were always by far the most generous of the comps, but they actually did not get the players in. Well they went out of business.
1: Well resorts is not Getting the players
0: in either, right? <laughs> I mean, right. As we talked about last episode, that they were in last place, even below the, the Taj in revenue in February and in, uh, January. I mean,
1: right. So, I'd be, I'd still be interested in booking a room at resorts and seeing how it, how it is. Staying there, you know. Obviously, they're kind of far from other stuff now that Showboat and Revel are closed. Todd's is right there, but it's a decent walk to Valleys and Caesars. But, you know, I'm interested in, in staying in a different property that I've never stayed in before, so I'd, I'd give it a shot.
0: Yeah, I like that. I, I like that idea. I'd like to see it as well. I mean, we've both stayed quite a bit in Atlanta Club, and we, the rooms, though they weren't the most updated rooms in the world, they were quite humongous. So,
1: And and looking at the pictures, I, I think I aimed you today that <laughs> it looks like your grandmother's furniture is... is hanging out at resorts, it's definitely uh, antique-y, if you will. But, you know, the linens and everything looked fine, and the bedding looked fine, so uh, I expect right. that's probably totally fine. The carpet looks
0: That's cool. really my the only key for me. Like, I don't want, like, to stay in a place that has, like, a nasty old-looking, like, comforter on the bed or something, because that's gross. It's, like, motel-level yes level crap. But as long as the the bed looks, you know reasonable.
1: One thing about resorts that I thought was funny in in looking up these offers and everything and checking my offers and getting the mailer is that they photoshopped their logo on the beach-facing side of their tower, and that was true in both the mailer I got and on the website. And when I saw that, I was like, I don't think that is there. And, you know, I could tell by the pixels that it was photoshopped. Um, And so when I went and looked by Uh, looked at in google image search for resorts you know the pictures that were official from their website had the lit up logo resorts um on the beach facing side and then the real pictures from just randos like random people who were on the web did not so that's that's not there (laughs) and so i thought that was kind of funny and i think your comment was you know if they want one there why not just put one there and i don't really understand that but
0: I mean it's cost money. Yes. Yeah. That's why why not. But yes, it, it's pretty if they think it's going to look that much better, I mean is it worth spending I don't know how much it nice big letters and sign are, but I mean, I'm sure they're not cheap, but it's like probably in the thousands of dollars and not in the, you know, tens or even hundreds, hundreds of thousands, of thousands of or millions of dollars, you know.
1: Yeah, and so this is probably something stupid that I'm the only person who cares about, but I'm going to link to both, to two photos just to show you the difference because for some reason it really just struck me as odd. (laughs) So not really worth talking that much about, but it's just kind of random. So speaking of random, some stuff just that uh, came up either on Twitter, um, both of these things actually came up on Twitter. One of the things is a, a casino pet peeve sort of thing. Uh, and Twitter user Guitar Law Inc., all one word, who uh, journals his blackjack play on aosblackjack.wordpress.com. Uh, he goes by Ace of Spades on Twitter. He's actually in Atlantic City right now. I've been reading his uh, blackjack blog today and just getting heartburn from the wild swings that he has at the blackjack table. He tweeted, he was in Vegas, I think, not last week, but two weeks ago, and he was tweeting that. He checked out of his hotel, um, and he used the host office to check out of the hotel and asked them what they could do about comping the room charges he had. And they told him that based on his level of play, that even the room comp that they gave him was over-comping, in quotes. And it just kind of struck me as one of those classic examples, just like when we were at, I think, the Mirage, right? Mirage. Where we were playing... I remember if it was fifteen dollar blackjack or twenty five dollar tiles or what or pie gallery. Fifteen
0: dollar. It was fifteen dollar blackjack.
1: We got out our M life cards and they were like, you might as well put those away because they don't even rate for this. And we No, they didn't say you might as well put them away. They said they don't take it unless you're playing a quarter. Right, which is insane. And and we talked about that I think in an earlier episode. But this yep. is this is even a level beyond that, right? Like to tell somebody that you like we overcomp to you. Not just like oh, based on your level of play you know the comp
0: We can't level. do anything else for
1: you. Yeah, we can't do anything else for you. The comp level was appropriate, whatever. Even, even saying, like, we feel like we have comped you at the appropriate level, I think I would be annoyed about. But to say that you over-comped somebody is just insane. Uh, so he said that he was actually going to play more before his flight left, but based on this interaction, he decided not to risk his winnings. Uh, which is probably the right thing to do <laughs> if you're if you're displeased. But it's just one of those things that it's like, what are you thinking? and obviously this isn't, you know, coming from the CEO of the company or anything. This isn't the corporate whatever standard of the company, but just the fact that somebody whose job is to be a Customer-facing person, and not only a customer-facing person, but whose main job is to bring someone to the casino and get them to play and extract as much money from them as possible. Right. To do something that we'd even be possibly taken as an insult is just so ridiculous to me.
0: Right. I mean, these guys, their their actual title is like what player
1: development, yes. right?
0: Like I said, just be like, I think that you know we can't do anything else for you based on your play level w- would have been fine. Yeah. Not. We actually gave you too much stuff,
1: and now we feel (laughs) bad about it. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. So other totally 180 from that. um, This came up on Twitter yesterday, and I was just in shock as a 90s kid. Um, So Collective Soul, I don't know if you remember Collective Soul, but they had that song, Shine, and also that other song, The World I Know it was on VH1 yeah, on loop and they I am
0: su- I am sure that I would recognize them if I heard
1: them but You absolutely would. They have 4 platinum albums and I think one of the, I think that album with the world I know went like 4 times platinum or something crazy. So they've, you know, they've had some success. Let's not act like they're, you know, some one-hit wonder. Like this isn't Marcy Playground. They are playing a show this Tuesday at 6:30 p.m at Margaritaville for free during dinner at Margaritaville. And in the announcement about this on Atlantic City Weekly, it said, I'll quote this, although the show will take place in the restaurant while customers are dining, the plans are to keep things acoustic, which seems right for the laid-back Buffett-esque vibe of the venue. So it's like we've got this band who has four platinum albums, and but it's okay because we're gonna tell them like shh, you the quiet. People are eating their chicken fingers and drinking their margaritas with a lost shaker of salt or whatever the <laughs> hell it is. And this just struck me as really odd. I mean, I haven't heard the, I haven't thought about really Collective Soul in probably twenty years. But well, that's
0: that's the point I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's maybe it's more interesting that they're even still kicking and, and doing shows. But just hilarious to me that they are playing a free show at 6.30 p.m. on a Tuesday at Margaritaville off-season. Uh, so I just wanted to point that out. We should probably get into the news, the very... Yeah,
0: it's, it's, we're, you know, a little over half-hour in, so it's about time.
1: Yeah, and, you know, this is what people come to us for, right, is the hard-hitting state legislature.
0: That's right. Uh, so That's what the people like.
1: So the takeover has caused quite a ruckus, and... The latest info on that is that the Senate Budget and Appropriations Committee has approved both the takeover and pilot bills. Uh, The final vote will be in the Senate on Monday for the takeover bill. Uh, There's an article I'll link to by Wayne Perry, who have mentioned many times. There is no vote scheduled yet in the Assembly, and the Speaker, Vincent Prieto, is apparently holding out for a bill that does not allow the state to break public employee contracts, so that includes the police and firefighters, because the the bill that Steve Sweeney um, is presenting in the Senate allows the state to basically say, "Oh, all you police officers are fired. We're going with a county wide system like the county's now going to cover your police, and that's something that's been brought up many times. so it's not some hypothetical. It's something they have brought up. The other thing I think you can probably talk to more than I can because I didn't see the interview I just saw the headline proclaiming that Don Guardian is willing to go to jail if that's what it takes uh so he told he mentioned in an interview that basically he's going to fight this thing tooth and nail and even if that means that he has to go to jail for disobeying the state takeover he is willing to do that so i don't know if, do you have anything to add i know you watched a couple of interviews yeah so Guardian.
0: so 3 stands for the world's playground i don't know if you knew that correctly. but wpg
1: uh they
0: they have a a monthly segment which is ask the mayor that they upload to youtube afterwards and then they had this sort of follow-up thing uh which is like only 10 minutes long ask the mayor is an hour long and they uploaded that a few days ago and during that they they mentioned that I don't know, I guess people are... There's some statute on the books from, like, the mid-40s or something where, in theory, if you disobey... Basically, if you get in the state's way, in some way, you could, in theory, go to jail. I don't know if it's really realistic, but, you know, Don Guardian said that he is... If if push comes to shove, he's willing to go to jail. I think that a couple important things that come out of this are uh, it'll be interesting to see over the next few... Days or weeks, uh, how this plays out, and it has to play out in the next few weeks because I think Atlantic City has about a month worth of money left before they run out. So, uh, if nothing happens before then, they're just going to stop paying, you know, their bills. Basically, yeah, they will
1: be insolvent.
0: So, it will be interesting to see how it plays out over the next month because. As you said, uh, you know, the Senate passed the takeover bill and the pilot bill, but it, it, it sounds like oh. the House or the, yeah, the House of Delegates isn't willing at the moment to pass the uh, takeover bill. And I'm sure they would be willing to pass the pilot bill, but I don't think Christie's going to be willing to sign it considering he's already vetoed it twice. And I think that he's basically all in for this, this takeover. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens. I assume that everyone's going to get back together and they'll come up with some mutually, you know, it'll be something kind of in between. Cause I think right now, honestly, the only difference is between the takeover and basically the pilot bill plus whatever, you know, because the state's already in charge of Atlantic city's finances are, uh, you know, being able to break the contracts with the public workers in Atlantic city and being able to sell, sort of the assets that Atlantic city has like the water, right. water utility, which we'll talk about in Baderfield and things like that. I don't know. I'll be interested to see if the, the takeover passes. I don't think it will. And I think it's going to be super messy for the state of New Jersey. If, if it does. And I think a lot of people are going to be angry, not only in Atlantic city, but maybe in some other parts of New Jersey as well. Um, especially the lower income parts. So,
1: so one of the we'll things see. that this, that the, the way the bill is written opens up, and I, I just to clarify, it has not actually passed the Senate. It's just passed, been approved a by the Senate right. committee. They'll vote on on a Monday in the Senate. But I, I think that it will pass. Yeah, it seems like a no brainer. Um, one thing is that this sets the stage where it is not limited to Atlantic City. Like obviously, the takeover right. would affect Atlantic City. Like that's the first place they'd go. But this the way the bill is worded is not specific to Atlantic City. It sets it up where the state can do this in any municipality within New Jersey. So if they right. decide and, that I don't know what else is a hurting area, you know Trenton or something <laughs> uh, they could do that if they wanted to camden obviously they've already they've already done that, but any area where they feel like they need to step in, it would basically pave the way for them to do that with very little resistance. And I think there's some pushback on that. There's definitely pushback on. Yeah, so
0: so the committee vote was nine to one, I believe, and the one basically said that
1: hmm? with three people abstaining.
0: Right. And well, the one at least said like this gives the state way too much power, and you know this makes me nervous for the future of you know the state can basically go in and do this to anyone, and. I know that a lot of what the City of Atlantic City is saying and the people who support them and who are against the takeover bill I mean I think they're saying a couple things you know obviously we talked about last episode they're saying you know you're basically taking the right of the people to choose their government and govern themselves away which I think is is true though so something else that they're saying is that this is actually unconstitutional under the New Jersey constitution that there's something in there. Apparently they rewrote the constitution in the middle to late 1800s. And I think that, that Don Guardian at least is claiming that they can't even like, this isn't even legal what they're trying to do.
1: So yeah, lots to come on that and probably will move fairly fast because it has it'll,
0: to, <laughs> it'll move quickly. So something, some, just something else. Apparently Don Guardian actually had a two hour, like he, was a guest host on W.O.N.D., which is another Atlantic City talk radio station. Yes. But unfortunately, they do not post their stuff, at least not that I could find after the fact in podcast or YouTube form, so I couldn't actually listen to it. But apparently that was another long-ranging interview he gave. He talked about all kinds of things, basically whatever people wanted to call on and talk about. So that was pretty, apparently pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I was half heartedly listening, listening to that while I was trying to do work. Uh but my favorite part was a guy who called in and asked, asked Don Guardian what he could do about the guy's parking tickets. <laughs> and Don Guardian basically said, like, I'm not going to, like, relieve you of your parking tickets. <laughs>
0: so that, I don't know if you've heard, but we need money. Yeah, so that was pretty we great.
1: come in and pay them. Um, so, that, so just the fact that the mayor of Atlantic City is taking random calls from people who want their parking tickets uh, waived was pretty great. So more city council news is that they are planning to dissolve the uh, water utility and make it a city entity. And so this is sort of a reaction to all of the takeover news. Basically the state wants them to sell it off to a private entity so that they can get whatever millions of dollars that would get them right now. The city says that by bringing it into the city, um, they can save $4 million a year. Uh, so Christian Hetrick of the Press of Atlantic City wrote an article about this. Um, and it basically seems like... So they're given in the current takeover bill that's being proposed, they're given a year to figure out some way to monetize the water utility and to make money on it. And basically, if they don't do that within a year, the state's going to have the right to sell it. So... This seems to be their reaction to that, is to take it in-house. The water utility itself didn't seem too happy about it, Uh, but the argument is that if it goes private, it's going to cost all of the residents a lot of money. Uh, Do you have anything to add about the water utility and its potential privatization or rolling into the city government?
0: Right, so basically I think this is just part of the, the state takeover fight. I think that the... The city thinks that if they if they actually run the water utility, it's going to be harder for the state to to come in and, and do something with them and just sell them to a private owner. The water utility themselves is trying to partner right now with a private company. And the state clearly wants them just to be sold to a private company. And I think it's sort of the or actually the state wants one of two things. They either want it to be sold to a private company or Steve Sweeney again has come in and said, "Like, look, really, what needs to happen is Atlantic County needs to just come in and buy the water company and just pay Atlantic City for it, which you know, again, is completely ridiculous." Steve Sweeney seems to always think that Atlantic County is the solution to all of the problems. The basic back and forth is that the the city and the city residents think, well, they don't actually think they know that if the water company gets privatized that they are going to be subject to some pretty large rate increases, which is obviously bad for the people of Atlantic City. And it's not really like, you know, to some point water is an elastic good, but it's not really. It's pretty inelastic. So you're just going to basically, it's basically like a tax if, if some private company comes in and jacks up your water rates. And I think the city really wants that not to happen, which is why I think they're so desperately trying to keep it under Public control.
1: Yeah. So we'll see what where that goes. Um, like-
0: and the state basically, you know, it's the difference between, uh, you know, I think Atlantic City says maybe they can save $4 million a year, but I think that the the partnership which was mentioned was like a 40 year partnership with this private company and they'd pay something like $110 million all up front, which would obviously be pretty helpful for Atlantic City. I think it was $110. Anyway.
1: It's always a, a tough back and forth on these kind of things. Right,
0: and it's especially hard right now for people to really get behind the state given that, you know, all the trouble that the city of Flint had once the state took over their water supply and like whatever.
1: Yeah, so you know, there's certainly a lot of ammo there for the city. So moving on from state news to nightclub news. The Wave WAV nightclub is Coming to the Playground, the 39N event space that I think maybe hosted about three events in total, it will be opening in the Playground on April 1st. So they have lined up a pretty big name. They have Skrillex, who will be there on April 2nd. Tommy Trash, who I've never heard of, will be there on April 1st. But, you know, I'm not in the scene, so I don't know. Maybe he's a big name. Uh Tickets are... For Skrillex, because I'm assuming that's, that's what you people are interested in. Uh, I, I
0: don't think that's how you pronounce that is it, name. But... Is it Skrillex? Yes, I, I believe so.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. So, I'm not editing that. So, Skrillex <laughs> has a limited quantity of early bird tickets for fifty $55.50. Those may already be sold out. There were about 30 left when I checked yesterday, and I'm sure... People near me at work were thinking, why is this guy looking at Skrillex? Uh, if you miss that, the female general admission starts at $60.65. The male general admission starts at $81.25. So there is a $20.60 penis fee, uh, which I think is fairly standard for a club. Like, dudes just yeah. pay more than the ladies. That's the way it works. Um but it seems odd for what is essentially like somebody as big a name as Skrillex, uh, because you know, is is that twenty dollar difference really? Is that twenty dollar savings for a female really the difference between her going and not going? Like, is that affecting the ratio, which is what the club is all concerned about? Like that, sure. Is I it? I mean, of course. Is it? Do you think it is?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, right. If if it didn't, then why would not they just? charge
1: way more. Because that's the way it's done. You charge the penis fee.
0: uh, I mean, like, yeah, of course it is. Of course if it's $20 cheaper, they're going to get more females. I mean, you'd sell more tickets at $60 than $80, right? That's true. So, yes, I think that is the fundamental tenet of
1: economics. It was quite funny to read the fine print that said, if you were buying group tickets, don't fuck with us. Don't buy a bunch of female tickets. This is not a quote. <laughs> so,
0: so so, here's my, my legitimate question. And here's, like, what, what happens if you're, like, I don't know, kind of androgynous or something and go try to buy a ticket?
1: That's a are question. they, like, I need to
0: see your ID? Or are they, like, you know, drop your pants right now?
1: I don't know. It just says that you'll be checked at the door, but it doesn't say, you know, if they're going to be mean, asking you to, like, lift and separate it or anything like that.
0: <laughs> I mean, enough, you know, big companies have gotten in trouble for just having, like, a... Uh, binary gender choice on, like, how you identify yourself, and you know, that's, even that is, I think, far less complicated than, I I don't know, it seems messy. Quite weird. I mean, it's kind of easier to do, like, it makes more sense to me in a club where you can, I don't know, there's, the bouncers have some uh, leeway to make qualitative assessments on, on the people, but just having, like, a like all females are sixty dollars and all males are eighty one twenty five. Just I don't know. It seems bizarre to me. Yeah. For a big thing like a concert,
1: it seems weird for a lot of reasons. But that's why I don't go to clubs. So Premier Nightclub, speaking of clubs that I won't go to, is op- is also opening in April, and they tweeted saying that they will also be opening April first. They actually tweeted before the announcement that Wave made about April first. They said we're coming April first. They had this tweet that was very subtle. There was two women on either side of a gold disco ball that was shooting gold dust everywhere, and they were both, like, kissing the disco ball in a very sensual way. Um, it's actually, they've removed the tweet, so you can't see it, but it's that image is still the header of their Twitter. So at first I thought, like, they removed this because it's so tacky and, like, overtly sexual that people were, like... That's stupid. But then I remembered that Kiss Kiss Go, Go was a thing, and that didn't make any sense. So in reality, it seems like they removed it because the date is probably not actually April first. So you know, I went into conspiracy theory mode and wondered if they saw that the wave got big names that weekend, didn't want to compete. I don't know. But now they their header just says coming April 2016. It does not say a date. Uh, So, no way to know about that. I tweeted at Whitney Allman, who is at GoToWhitney on Twitter, who does a lot of uh, sort of social nightlife AC stuff. She's probably the social nightlife person in Atlantic City, asking if she had any update on what the deal is with the premiere opening date, and why they deleted that tweet, and she she said she'd try to figure it out. But... uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really, it doesn't really affect me in the long run. But just kind of funny that they had the tweet up and then removed it. So I don't know what the club dynamics is if it's like a movie and if a bigger movie comes out, you don't want to open on the same day. No idea. Probably. Uh,
0: I would assume so. Yeah,
1: I mean, right? You don't want your opening weekend to uh-huh. be totally shit on because everybody's over at at the playground watching Swirlix.
0: Although you would think that they'd be like, "That's the playground," and. We're the Borgata, and
1: I don't know. That's true. Maybe Skrillex beats all.
0: Yeah, Skrillex is is a pretty big get. It, it
1: makes sense. Uh, I assume that is the reason. So I'm assuming you don't have too much more to say about clubs. No, I have, I have <laughs> nothing to say. Uh, into something that is more near and dear to our hearts than Skrillex, uh, Glenn Straub has given more detail on his first stage of Revel rebel plans his first stage of opening the revel and he said that by June 15th he opens he hopes to open a boutique casino uh, and 500 of Revel's one thousand three hundred ninety nine rooms. It will also include the dry parts in quotes of a water park slash zip line obstacle course. It would seem to me that the dry parts of a water park zip line obstacle course would be the zip line obstacle course. Um, He said that it would have people jumping out of airplanes. I have no clue what that means. Uh, And then, other than that, there are other things to think about. The casino license thing. uh, When this article was written by Amy S. Rosenberg, uh, it wasn't clear what was going on with their application for a casino license. He said we don't need a casino license. That is a direct quote. He said, they can argue with us all they want. We're saying we don't have to have it. I'm the owner of the casino. So, I don't know. I mean, he could contract with another business that has a permit, but it came out a few days later that Polo North has applied for a casino license, and it is under review. So that is actually pretty big news, I thought, that he had made the application because he waited so damn long to do it. Um, and now it seems like he's actually made that application, so that that seems highly relevant. Uh, the other issue is the lease conflicts. Uh, you know, HQ, Royal Jelly, some of the restaurants all would like to open. Um, he, he's apparently willing to let HQ and Royal Jelly open, but he said that he wants to have restrictions on them. His quote was, "They let too many things go on. We're going to control it ourselves." I have no idea what that means.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that means.
1: You know, HQ made a lot of money, so I don't know what he's talking about. You know, he's a weird dude, so so who knows? He's a weird dude. Uh, and there's no no word from restaurants like Muscle Bar uh, was one of the restaurants that really fought to stay open um, or to, you know, be get, have its lease honored when Revel reopened. So it seems like this is going to play out... Um, where he might actually allow the lease uh, holders, the tenants to reopen and basically uh, in this smaller sort of early stage boutique casino. Um, it doesn't seem like that's a recipe for success for them, <laughs> but you know, who knows, who knows what's going to happen with, with Glenn Stroup.
0: I'm You never know.
1: Yeah. And I'm still skeptical that this is actually going to happen on June 15th, That you know, June 15th is going to come and, and, we're going to be able to walk into rebel at that point.
0: I mean, so a couple things first, I just went, while you were talking, I put myself on mute and I went to figure out if I was right or not. Apparently it is Skrillex. You are correct. What? I was wrong. Really? So I could have sworn I was wrong. Really?
1: Yeah, but I'll go with it. Skrillex.
0: Yeah, you favorite. were right. I'm, I'm wrong. Cool. Uh, so on the rebel, uh, tip, uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, he was saying all of last year that he was going to open by Memorial Day 2015, which obviously it's March of 2016 and <laughs> it's not open yet. So uh, who knows? Uh, from everything I'm hearing and seeing, it's, you know, it's, he's trying to get it open for June 15th, but I have no idea. Would you would you like to venture a guess, Craig? Do you think it will be open on June 15th?
1: I'm going to say not a chance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a chance.
1: I just, I'm really skeptical. I, I, w- I want to see proof that there's work being done before, because it's March, so we're talking three months from now. Uh, it is, it's move-in ready, if you will, right? Like, the you know, you don't have to do a ton.
0: I mean, who knows what they've been doing well.
1: You'd think we would have heard some of that, though. Over
0: the last three years, I mean, <laughs> could it all be, you know, could have been like pigeons living in there, shitting on everything or something.
1: It's true. Um, but yeah, you... Also, June
0: fifteenth is a Wednesday. I just looked. That's a weird day to ha- open, right? Yeah, I don't
1: know. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a twenty-five percent chance of being open on June fifteenth. How's that?
0: That's not a that's not not a chance, but
1: I don't know. That's probably I'd say it's probably about twenty-five percent. So, any other thoughts on Rebel before we move on to the Taj? I
0: think that uh, we both are of the same mind. We hope that the revel is sweet when it opens. But I don't know. I'm worried because it's Glenn Straub, and who the hell knows what he's going to do.
1: Yeah, I want it to open, and I want it to kick ass. That's all I want. I want it
0: to be like it was, uh, except with actually making money. Yeah, with, with patrons. Right. Actually, that was part of what was great, though, that you would just get there... You'd sit there, you'd have, like, a not only a table to yourself, but I frequently, when I was playing there, had, like, a pit boss to myself. <laughs> so I had, like, four tables to
1: myself. A casino to yourself. Yes. Yeah.
0: Like, so they had, like, one tiles table that I would play at. And, yeah, frequently it was just I would sit there and chat with. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone else come up to that table and play while I was there, other than maybe someone I knew. And so I would just sit there and talk to not only the... The dealer, but the pit boss would just sit there and talk to us, too, because there's nothing else going on in that area.
1: So were you there, were you, was it you and I who walked up to the balcony and looked down on the whole pit and just saw, yeah. like, so many dealers and so few, way, way more dealers was, than players. Was
0: that when we were going to play in the poker tournament?
1: It's possible, yeah. When we went to play in the yeah. poker tournament, there was, like, a one dealer and he was asleep over yeah. by the one table. So,
0: right, there was, we, we looked online before a trip that, that me, Craig, and our other buddy Taylor took. For, like, I don't know, like, a reasonably inexpensive poker tournament to play in because our buddy Taylor really likes poker. And uh we're like, ah, oh, there's this noon poker tournament in Rebel or whatever. Like, we may as well check that out. That's fine. We like to rebel. So we got there at, like, 1130 or something like that and walked up to the poker room. And it was literally there were no people there except for one dealer. And we're like, eh, let's not do this. Also, the po- the poker room was, like, upstairs from the casino floor and, like, the weird floor with like all the conference rooms and everything on it
1: yeah that never made any sense so
0: no so
1: moving on to the Taj Carl Icahn has put the Taj Mahal under Tropicana's management which you know that's a successful management company yeah uh but he says he's rethinking the hundred million dollar investment he was talking about putting into Tropicana or into the Taj because of the potential for these North Jersey casinos that we have talked so much about, um, yep. basically saying, you know, why would I invest a hundred million dollars into something that you are just going to come in and kill <laughs> basically by opening North Jersey casinos, which, I mean, what do you, what do you think about that decision from Carl I, I
0: think it's probably the right decision. I mean, it, it sucks in
1: a way because, you know,
0: he was telling the, the bankruptcy court that he was going to come in and make this investment. If, you know basically when this thing all closed, and if you know whatever, like they beat the unions and and everything else, and now he's not going to do it but in in a strictly like if you just look at the situation, like I would never invest a hundred million dollars in the Taj right now, yeah because yeah. because of the threat of North Jersey casinos, I mean I think it's perfectly reasonable not to make that investment.
1: Yeah, and and Carl Icahn, this is not like a labor of love for him.
0: <laughs> so I think the more interesting thing is what's going to happen to the Taj with the workers because he's basically busted that union in the Taj, and now what's going to happen that he he actually owns it? It's out of bankruptcy court, but I don't. I mean, I don't think the union's back in place. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's done a lot of work there to <laughs> try to make move things into his favor, and then all that's kind of been undone by this potential for the referendum that opens casinos in North Jersey. Right.
0: Uh, Although I, I'm hearing, oh, I, I think I've seen some stuff that says that people still aren't really keen on opening North Jersey casinos in, in the state, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm still really skeptical that that's going to pass.
0: But I don't know. Apparently, a lot of people think it is, or you know, hope it is, or whatever.
1: Yeah, and like I mentioned, you know, there hasn't been a dime spent on, on promoting, either way yet. Yeah. Maybe. Or lobbying for one side or the other, and and that can shift the momentum significantly. So, who knows? Once but, people get behind it.
0: But I, you know, if I were a girl icon, I would not be making a hundred million dollar investment into the Taj Mahal yeah, at this point.
1: Not until that got settled. Right. So, skipping some stuff that we have listed under depending on time, since we're
0: <laughs> right, since we're over again, like always. Uh,
1: so, I'm just going to jump into a couple of quick listener emails. Uh, we had a listener O B uh, mentioned the possibility that Bart Blatstein is actually overextended. Uh, we mentioned his acquiring of the development rights for the Garden Pier last episode. And he sort of expressed concern about Blatstein's reputation of selling off projects before they're fully realized, like having them for around five years and then selling them off. So that's something that I wasn't really aware of uh, with Blatstein. But, you know, we're not in the Philly area, so it's not really in our backyard. But that's something certainly to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's certainly buying a lot of property in Atlantic City, but and then, we will have to see.
1: Yeah. And then Mike, uh, who we've mentioned several times on the podcast, uh mentioned that along with the waived resort fee and the early check-in fee, which we mentioned, um, you got both of them waived because you're a Diamond member. He was at Heritage last weekend and was worried that he would have to pay for Wi-Fi or other things. Like, they basically waived the fee but say, oh, well, you didn't pay the fee, but you're also not getting the things that are included in the fee. If you want Wi-Fi, you have to pay for them. Um, He emailed them and, and confirmed that you get the things that are included in the fee. Um,
0: yes. And, and, and this is probably partially my fault because I, you know, I was the only one who was there when I checked in last week, but they, they were very clear that I do get free wifi when I checked in.
1: Oh, nice. So the on, so the web, the website is not very clear. You know, you do get early check in, late check out, free wifi, uh, and all that stuff. So yep. don't, don't worry about any of that. If you're a diamond member,
0: I won't have to worry about getting any of that stuff for free by the next time I go to Atlantic City.
1: Because you will not be a diamond member.
0: Speaking of which, before we get to the closing, when's the next time we're going to Atlantic City?
1: So we've discussed a May, the potential for a May trip post graduation. Since I'm finishing at long last my <laughs> part-time MBA program, that's now taken yeah, me five okay. years. It
0: was uh, a long haul.
1: But so that seems like that seems like a pretty good option, especially now that we've got potential Friday and Saturday comps. Um right. It's unclear what the blackout if there are blackout dates on those resorts days. But
0: well, so let's let's look at the the calendar for me. So when's your last your last class is
1: the 17th Tuesday,
0: May 17th? Yes. Uh yeah. I don't know. I could do sometime that 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 week, I think. 18th or 19th or 20th maybe? I think that's a uh, I may be able to do a couple days. I don't know. We'll see. Now that my, my son's getting a little older, I think it's getting a little easier. We're getting into the schedule and used to everything.
1: Yeah, we'll have to send out some emails and see who's available people, when yeah. and and what we can maybe, do. That. Maybe yeah. like the
0: night of the 19th and 20th or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that sounds good to me.
0: Take off Thursday and Friday. I like taking days off work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> burn, burn that leave. Yeah, so at the very least, you know, put the wheels in motion and we'll start... We don't have a trip planned, so
0: yeah. just having I mean, the
1: wheels in motion is is important.
0: I think those dates sound good. Would you want to do uh, boardwalk or marina? I mean, assuming we can get a, a Harris comp, which who knows? Yeah, it's getting a little late in the year actually to be able to like reliably get Caesar comps. Right by by May, it's getting a little too close to the summertime.
1: Right, we mentioned doing a marina trip, but. You know, obviously if we only or, have resorts comps,
0: that's Or it could be like we could do one night in one hotel and then the Friday night in resorts, which seems like we should maybe be able to get that.
1: Yeah, and I'm totally fine with switching hotels. I'm not a I don't have a problem with yeah, that. It's, actually it's fine it, with me. Uh so yeah, we'll talk more about that. We got plenty of time we'll talk to talk more about that in the future. Figure that out. So I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, and also specifically thank people who have reached out on Twitter and via email. Uh, I haven't mentioned before one of our first Twitter followers who goes by Dexter's mom, uh, at AC Lifesaver on Twitter. Uh, she actually is the person who called Boardwalk Hall for us when we asked about the light show before the second or third episode. But she's, um, you know, followed us from the start and interacted with us. And so that just wanted to give her credit since... You know, we mentioned so many other people who have talked to us on Twitter. Uh, also, I just want to thank people who have spread the word. Vegas Fanboy gave us a plug on his March Madness episode. If you're interested in gambling uh, in Vegas during March Madness, something that we hope to someday be able to do in Atlantic City, uh, go listen to, to that episode. We also got mentioned in Five Hundy by Midnight's Facebook group, which is really cool. Uh, Eric, Ed, and Mike C all sort of went in and mentioned us among their podcasts that they listened to and gave us some really nice encouragement or uh, you know favorable reviews so that was really cool and speaking of Facebook groups again I want to encourage you to join ours it's at facebook.com slash groups slash do for a win if you search do for a win in Facebook it should come up also you can find all our posts all the notes from Our podcasts, uh, all the links that we talk about at doforawin.com. We are on iTunes if you search Do For A Win or Atlantic City. We're the first show that comes up. We're actually in New and Noteworthy for the Places and Travel section uh, on iTunes, which I felt great about until I scrolled through and my rough count was approximately 1,950 podcasts uh, listed under New and Noteworthy for Places and Travel that is not an exaggeration and is probably a low estimate. <laughs> uh, so Twitter, at do for a Win. Uh, certainly follow us there. You can contact us there. You can also contact us via email at do for a Win at gmail.com. And I just want to thank everybody for listening and hope you have a great weekend and good luck if you are heading to Atlantic City.
0: Yeah, man. Good luck uh, in all your gambling. And uh, thanks again for listening to us. Uh, we love to hear from you, so thank you guys, and see you in two weeks.
1: So I think May twentieth would actually normally be a recording day. So the twentieth, yeah, May twentieth, we can do a live live from Atlantic City.
0: Is that what we're gonna want to do in Atlantic City? No,
1: it would be like a four minute episode.
0: We can just have an hour long Periscope walking down the boardwalk instead, and then post it.